It's Michelle Anderson, and I'm really excited about this episode. I'm basically going to explain why all my episodes are going to be what they're about and why they all tie together and why I believe they have something to do with manifesting, the real manifesting, not just the concept. There's a lot of people talking about that stuff. So welcome to Manifestor Academy for Entrepreneurs with Michelle Anderson. This place is all about getting up and out of wherever you are and how to get and manifest to the other place, the things that you want to be, do, and have in your life, in your business, and most importantly, your business. I'm going to talk a lot about business stuff, but I can't talk about it without talking about your personal growth as well. So I'm so glad to have you here. Welcome. It really, really means a lot to me that you're listening. I do check every other day to see who's, how many people are listening, and it's just really exciting. So if you are getting a lot out of this or you want to hear more specifically or you have a question, email me at michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, at Michelle Anderson. That's S-E-N in my last name, michelleanderson.com. I would love to hear from you. So I'm really, really excited. I would just, at this point, since the podcast is new, really appreciate either a question for you, from you, a comment, or a review. I do not have any reviews that at the recording of this, I'm about two weeks in. So I would love to have a review if you really, really like this. That just gets it seen on more places. It makes me want to do more. And let's dive in. So today I'm going to talk about stuckness. And if you've been in the same place in your business for a while, or in some place in your life in a while, for a while, and you're wondering how to get to this other place that you have a desire to get to, and you're not sure how to get there, and that's you've, you're just staying in one place, oh, that is so common. It's called being stuck in my coaching world. And there are just a million trillion ways and reasons to get stuck. And no matter where you go and how you grow and what you do, there's opportunities to be stuck again. And I still get stuck on my journey. I just go, oh man, I'm, I was stuck there. I am stuck there. Gosh, there's always room for clarity. So keep in mind that wherever you are right now, just be you, pat yourself on the back. Nobody really thinks they have totally got this all the time. That's just a part of how things flow. The way that great entrepreneurs keep looking up and moving forward is that they know that and they're okay with it. And there's a comfort level with getting uncomfortable and consistently getting unstuck somewhere. So let's talk about that. Like, what does stuck look like? Um, I'll tell you a couple of stories. Um, let me just focus on one in particular. So last night I decided that since I have a few different streams of businesses and they're in all varying degrees of, um, I would say, uh, growth. There's, uh, there's an infant baby that hasn't seen the light yet. There's 
a, a toddler, um, there's a teenager, and there's um, probably an early 30s type of business. <laughs> um, so the way that I uh, uh, think about those sometimes can become scattered. But one of the golden things that can bring that all together is if I have lists for each of them of my true fans and clients and list management for four streams of products and services can get crazy. So I decided that I would just comb through and make sure those were really well organized because when you have just one business, it's great to have, you know, your list is golden. It's, it's an email list that you own. So, you know, people can, can stop looking at Facebook or Instagram. Like you don't own some of those ways of getting in touch with people, but you can, you own their email address. You can always email them. And I know there's so many ways that people are cracking down now and stuff is just going into spam, but at least you have a list that you can grow and nurture and get into people's email boxes and say hello and remind. And if you have phone numbers, if, you know, for my service-based businesses, I have phone numbers too, even better. You can keep checking in with these people. So your list is so golden. Um, Depending on what your industry is, you might want to also have addresses or different, you know, social media handles, whatever it may be. But these are like huge, huge assets to your business. Kind of the biggest asset really, um, aside from the actual talent or product or service being amazing. Your list is everything. So I was organizing and I was organizing things into potential clients, current clients, and past clients. And I realized as I was collecting and sifting through all the places I had been and people I had talked to in meetings I had had, I had decided to look at my calendar starting from today and going back each week and just making notes and going, oh my gosh, I actually never followed up with this person. Or, you know, I followed up with this person, but I never heard from them after that. So I ended up going back two years because I felt it appropriate in at least one of my businesses that would be the landscape design one. People do sometimes take a really long time to plan their projects. So beyond that, I actually didn't dive in any further, um, although I could have. But it was really interesting to see how stuck I was two years ago, and I could visibly see that in my calendar. Let me tell you what was happening. And this goes straight to my personal life. And here's the scoop. Um, If you've listened to all the episodes, you will hear about my story about me talking about how I was married and how that marriage just didn't work. And sometimes when I think about how much I've shared, I feel really uncomfortable and really vulnerable. But if I don't share these things, you're just going to have a concept and you're not going to get the underneath and you're not going to be able to relate and go, oh, that applies to me too because I have these things that are keeping me stuck. That's why I have to tell these things and that's the purpose of this whole podcast existing. I'm giving you the real story. So after I had gotten my divorce, I was like really 
excited about having a new life, but I was also very scared. It was the unknown. I was having to reinvent myself in a really big way. It was a real big transformation. And at the same time, I definitely wanted to explore what it would be like to have a new partner. So that just meant dating again. And I, um, at that time had kind of dabbled in also putting my personal stuff on my calendar. So if I go back in my calendar, I can see like coffee chats I had with, uh, someone I was dating or, um, you know, a a date I was going to have or whatever it may be, or if I was playing golf with someone or whatever. So those things were on my calendar. And it's interesting because it's, it's kind of fascinating what wasn't on my calendar. So at this time of me waking up and getting my feet on the ground, um, really in a really like personal way and just kind of going, gosh, what didn't work in that relationship and what can I own and what can I clean up? And I had really just thought, gosh, I was, I was pretty codependent. I really found myself wanting to be in this, um, really unhealthy, toxic place. And man, I I really thrived there. So I, I better make sure I don't do that again. Well, here I was at the same time trying to run this landscape design company, and I was really at the time doing it all by myself. It was just kind of hard for me to open up and have someone else help me at the time. So I I really was just kind of the jack of all trades at that time, um, delegating to some contractors online, but I didn't have in-person support, which is really a game changer. Um, So on my calendar... I was just, I, I was in a fog. I wanted to tell myself that I was healed and I was finding myself attracted to new people, especially this one new person. I thought, oh, this person's really fun. I want to, I want to go on a date with this person. And, um, all of a sudden there was just a lot of communicating And it was exciting and it was just really cool to have fun and jokes with a person for the first time in a long time because I was just unhappy and really hadn't connected and I didn't really have any like awesome female friends at the time that were fulfilling this need to play and have fun anyway. So this one person was fulfilling that and that was like so exciting that I just, I would communicate all day long and like really, really look forward to messaging from this person. And this one go on for some months. And that kind of was getting in the way of how I was trying to focus on my business. And I noticed that my calendar back in those days only has sporadic meetings across the week and then a couple fun things I was doing, but it isn't completely painted out. So I was basically allowing myself to be unfocused and in a fog about how I was spending my time. I'm going to talk more specifically about how extremely important calendars are to clarity, and it's not the easiest thing to really start um, if you haven't been very accustomed to calendaring all of your time, I will admit, especially for stubborn creatives like me. But I just thought, Even when I looked and I was like, oh gosh, I would actually really love to have 
this person's name that I visited their home and I remember we had a good conversation but I was so far in a fog of like being distracted by a person I was interested in because I hadn't really fulfilled my own needs yet of just like being connected with fun and having my foundation really set up for myself personally that I was kind of letting that all distract from me getting really, really, really important details from people over the phone. Like I didn't have email addresses or phone numbers for some of these people. And that meant that I probably wasn't really following up with them in a timely manner. And it was actually a little embarrassing because two years ago, I knew way better. I knew way, way better. So here I was kind of like not just being stuck, but in a fog and sabotaging. And it's fascinating because as I, you know, I I went backwards in time to, to review this and I can see, you know, how, how further back in time I'm deeper into this fog of, of, really taking charge of my life and at that time I really hadn't learned enough about how I still had codependent tendencies because um I was still being attracted to people who were unavailable in some way so it was very distracting for me to try and make them be available to me like however I was trying to get their attention I wasn't able to get it and it was draining my business and as soon as I, I actually got, got wind of this, um, which happened early on, I started working with a person who specifically works with people who need to heal this type of thing. Because I knew one thing that if I were to allow this to go on, that my business wouldn't, would suffer in some way. So A, I would be out of cash. And, and B, you know, I just would be cultivating some relationships that just weren't working. So that was a way that I took that awareness and handled it like a boss. And I actually still work with that um, relationship counselor today because she is so phenomenally amazing. And I think that her work plays a pretty big role in how if I look at my calendar now, it is really, really handled and boss-like. And I can come into a Monday morning and go, okay, I'm making these adjustments after the weekend, after the emails that I'm looking at now, and I have my plan for the week, and I can make some decisions based on cash flow, based on who I need to reach out to, and after hunting all that time last night, I also was a little embarrassed that it took this long for me to formally organize all of those leads, and they're very, very organized now because they are so important and that just tells you that you know me being in a fog and not giving that the priority that was a way of being stuck and holding back the business and it's not that you know let's say I make a trillion million dollars tomorrow it doesn't that doesn't mean that I'm not stuck somewhere you know the true manifesting entrepreneur is always going to be open to the next thing to open up and that's the journey so that's just a little story from my perspective that uh, just kind of shares how how thickly related personal and business are. And I will say that the work that I have done with that counselor um, has been amazing as I have gone on to meet different people and become attracted and the go 
tell her these stories about how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and then just be able to have her be an asset for my whole life because at the end of the day everything I do in that room has something to do with how I treat my clients now think about it I just organized a wonderful list so that now I can be so much more amazing to these clients and serve them so much better. So the work I did on the personal side freed up and got my head out of my butt for my calendar and, and accountability and tracking leads so that I can help my people more. I can follow up with them when they need me. You know, a lot of people want to work with someone or hire someone and they need that person that they want to hire to tell them what how to how to proceed and if you're not telling them how to proceed they can't proceed i remember once i ended up working with a couple who hired flourish my company the landscape design build company to do their backyard renovation and I was going through a lot of transition in my business at the time, onboarding my first designer and project manager. So after we had our first meeting with this family, I said, great, you know, look, looking forward to hearing from you, blah, blah, blah. Well, I didn't follow up. And then two weeks later, she's like, are we going to hear from you? They're always waiting for you to tell them what the next step is. And then they can make the choice whether or not there aren't any more steps necessary. That's okay. But you do not have a business if you do not have this way to check back and follow up because people aren't always going to show up raising their hand and answering questions in your classroom. They might need to learn a little bit. Think about it. Like the kid with his head down in the back in the classroom is still retaining information and might eventually turn in a really great paper. So whoever is you know showing interest in what you've got going on you need to be there and be ready to show up for them speaking of showing up gosh and i am definitely going to go over a lot of these subjects from a lot of different perspectives because there's so much to say but when you're stuck i don't care what the stuckness is i shared an example of being distracted by my codependency and like giving my power away to people I was interested in dating well you can also be giving your power away to piles of paper that are on your desk that are in your way that make you feel like you don't want to work you could be giving your power away and feeling stuck because of doubts that you have about you're not good enough or you don't know what you're talking about, or no one needs you, or that's a stupid idea. You could be stuck behind emails. You could think that answering every email in your inbox is more important than doing a monetizing task. You could think that answering emails when you're hanging out with your family on the couch is way more important than anything else you need to be doing. Or you could just be doing it to check out and not be present. So there are things that we do that keep us stuck that are external like the piles of paper the emails um you could be driving a car that breaks down every now and then and costs money just 
because it gets you out of being responsible for other things and showing up and being on time and and being the person that has everything they need. Um, people like keep themselves stuck in so many ways. Um, but there's also internal ways to be stuck. Internal ways to be stuck are those doubts or having an addiction. And I've definitely talked about addiction. Um, it is just so rampant. There's so many addictions. Um, and working hard is definitely an addiction. So whatever's happening inside of you, um, and you can be thinking, oh, I'll do it when, I'll do it when, I'll do it when, I'm, I'm more confident, I'm better, I'm whatever. If you really want to manifest, you'll just start. There is never a good time. Never, ever, ever a good time. And the best time is actually usually when it seems like the worst time because you will overcome so how do you get out of all that? What's the journey? Well, the reason why I started the podcast how I started it and I talked about desire is because if you know that, you will have your compass and your guide and every every other thing will be way, 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 way easier. But what if you don't know what that is? I didn't know what it was when I started. But the thing is, the desire ties it all together. So I'm going to list here five things that are so important to your journey as a manifester. Because when I say manifester, and I, I know whoever's listening is capable of manifesting huge, amazing things when you least expect it effortlessly. Um, It doesn't always happen effortlessly. So what happens when it's not happening effortlessly, but you're still on the journey? You're still making momentum. Well, I wouldn't be here today feeling, doing, and being the things I'm doing right now, which I'm very pleased with without all the healing that I gave to myself. So number one, a commitment to my healing rose to the top of my priority list. And I Even when I was putting some of my healing on credit cards, whether it was physical healing by getting um, cranial sacral or massage or um, I had back problems once. I did um, Feldenkrais technique. Um, Those things, my body needed to work because pain was not going to hold me back. My commitment to healing was so big that I would also invest a lot in my spiritual connections. I did some amazing work in shamanism and the yoga world and really just deepened my connection to me. 
Um, and these things cost money and I, sometimes it was my last dollar, but healing needed to take place. Um, healing happened by reading a lot of wonderful books. I will share what those are for my happy listeners as things go along, episodes go along. I'll focus on some of those. Um, and self-care needed to play a role too, because in the healing, you know, I've done tapping, I've done, um, a lot of things. I will make an exhaustive list and make sure I have an episode about that and definitely dive into some of those things specifically. But the self-care with giving myself nature, nature walks, um, giving myself days off, two days off in a row, three days off in a row, vacations that were all about me, um, massages, a cleaning person, self-care needed to happen in order for my business to work and for the manifestation to take place. And I started giving myself these things even before I was super clear on what my desire was. I just knew what it wasn't and I was stepping out of it and I was fed up. Accountability, accountability. From the time I first hired my first coach, I have only gone without a coach for about six months. And in that time period, I actually went backwards. (laughs) I've seen that a lot. Um, I never don't have accountability. Right now I have my coach. I'm in a mastermind. Um, I have a money coach specifically. I have my relationship counselor that I go see. Um, I have a couple other ones too. I will not not have these people, number one, because I coach others and I pass along all of these beautiful things to them. Um, But also, there are ways to get stuck and old patterns and beliefs can, can come back and sabotage. And I don't want that to happen. At any level, that can happen. Um, And I love the results. I love the results so much, so much, um, focus, none of that accountability means a damn thing, if I don't have focus when I'm not in those rooms or on those phone calls, and if I don't have the ability to focus on, and be of my word, and do what I said what I would do, then none of this really works, and I am going to talk a lot about focus. Um, As the days go on, I realize how extremely important this is. And it, once you know what your desire is and you start to focus, damn, you are going to manifest some stuff fast. And the biggest one, um, I think this is the thing that probably you need first to to make that first step is vulnerability and sometimes I get kind of mad because when I choose to be vulnerable and other people don't see how cool I am (laughs) that's just like an old story talking because being vulnerable kind of means that you're taking the secret high road and you're cutting out of the drama and a lot of times the drama is kind of where the adrenaline and the excitement's at 
where the dumbasses are still in the ring and that can be like very visible and get a lot of attention but if you choose to be vulnerable um that is really the beginning of any transformation and it can feel so incredibly uncomfortable that some people will never get those piles of paper off their desk because to look at who they are right now and face the music and look at the truth can be excruciatingly painful and really, really vulnerable. And it's hard to know how to handle that. And I find it incredibly sad just to know that we have so many ways to check out and pack up this vulnerability. And um, I'm not immune to it. I mean, if I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, I might like eat too much <laughs> or do too many things or, or work too hard, you know. But um, to let that go and, and, and vulnerability is just the key to these manifestings at every level and every turn and if you're in it to win it and you're in it for the long haul um you're going to be required to be vulnerable over and over and over again and it kind of sucks sometimes because sometimes it requires you to look at old stories or memories that don't feel good but that's okay just Make sure you have your healing and your self-care and your accountability and your focus intact so you can handle it. So that is kind of a mini miniature roadmap about manifesting. Um, the key to all of that is desire. And like I said, you don't have to know what your desire is starting out on the journey. You just start. And your desire eventually kind of gets all polished up and shows itself, but it won't. And you won't be able to really tap in and use it unless you're doing these things. And then eventually the desire ties it all back together in a beautiful, gorgeous bow and puts you at the top of your game. So um, these things are wildly overlooked everywhere in the entrepreneur community that I have found um, except for a very very few places and even fewer places have them all in one place they're all in one place here and it is my commitment to go under the hood time and time and time and time again so that you have the tools it's not easy to manifest the life and business of your dreams starting out but then it doesn't have to be hard once you hit that flow it will feel more like challenges arise and you know how to handle them and then the challenges eventually become beautiful because you start to see that these are just places that the universe or god or whatever your higher power is or your higher belief even if it's just energy and science it's the next thing you need to learn to continue being the most awesome version of you and the thing is the other people in this world need that and when you're being that you're 
you're being the thing that that others can connect to and share with and and like just get connect on the most joyous level with and you'll attract the greatest opportunities and the greatest people and the greatest experiences of your life taking this journey so that was like kind of a lot of stuff and I don't really want to leave you here but I am going to tie it up in a little bow here because I'm going to break down those points in the next episode so anyways shout out to me um at michelle at michelle anderson with an s-e-n at the end dot com and I will say I um I would love your feedback I would love to hear from you don't be a stranger, okay? The internet world is pretty cool. And when you start saying hi and creating momentum, you are being the manifester. Um, and I love hearing things from people and hearing where they are. And I don't even care if you hate the podcast. You can tell me that too. <laughs> um, so say hi. We're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Michelle and Anderson. And I continued the message over there. So depending on where you found it, you can check me out there too. So I hope you're having a great day. I'm so, so, so glad you came and joined. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>